0: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to dive into our full round 19 review today, a huge week. In the context of the NRL season, a couple of teams making slow comebacks, a couple of other teams falling completely off the planet. A couple of the top teams that, apparently it's a two- or three-horse race, really struggled with some of their victories this weekend. So a really interesting round of footy. A couple of superstars missing from those top teams as well, which made it a lot more interesting as well. Let's dive into the first game, which came on Thursday night. We saw the Canberra taking on the Parramatta Eels. I tipped the Parramatta Eels in this one simply because... I don't know what Canberra Raiders you're going to get week in, week out. They're such a hard team to predict at the moment. I've got no idea what I'm going to get from them. And I'll tell you what, this game was unreal. For it to be nil all at halftime in the modern game, I think that is sensational. And to finish at 12-10, I mean, if it's 12-10 at halftime, realistically... That's a good result in the modern game. For it to be 12 10 in the second half, that is unbelievable as well. But to see Nil all at half time, it's been a while since we sent. I think we actually saw it in another game this weekend from memory. Um, I thought that was great. I thought the forwards, they just belted and bashed each other. Both of the packs were really up for this game. As I said the other day when talking about the Parramatta Eels, that this game was going to be big for them. Obviously, you've got the Sydney Roosters who are knocking down the door to try and take that top four spot off them. This was going to be massive. We saw the Roosters win. We saw the Eels lose. So now they're under a bit of pressure, the Parramatta Eels, to hold on to this top four spot. We're hearing that Mitch Moses, he more than likely won't be named tomorrow to play this weekend. We think he's another weekend away or potentially two weekends away. And you can see how much the Eels struggle without him. I've got to say, credit to the Parramatta Eels forward pack. I thought they were fantastic. This team, there is so much talent in this pack. You've got Papali, Matto, Paulo, Nathan Brown, Campbell Gillard. All these guys were great the other night. They really showed up for the contest. Uh, at the end of the day, it was only a conversion that was in this game, realistically. Uh, two tries to either side. I thought this was a brilliant game. I thought for the Canberra Raiders, Jordan Rapana. speaking about him a lot, being an unorthodox little fella, and he certainly is. But, God, he played well the other day. He was sensational. I was very impressed with Jordan Rapana. Hadawira Naira, he was unreal. And Joey Tapanei. Back to the Tapenay that we have all come to know over the last few years. It's taken a while for him to get back in that sort of form. But to see it the other day, I thought that was unreal. Look, I'm not sure if the Canberra are back. I've got no idea what's going on with them, to be perfectly honest with you. I hope they are. Obviously, this game was without uh their main ball player as well, Jack Whiten. So a massive win for them. But the Eels missing Mitch Moses as well. So I mean, sort of evened up the playing field a little bit there. Obviously, Josh Papali, he didn't play many minutes in this game either. So massive for the Raiders forward pack to stand up to the Eels. And look, the reality is, we we know that the Raiders they are capable of doing this, even if they're missing a couple of players. But if they just haven't been the same team over the last few months. Hopefully. This is one that they can sort of turn their season around on the Canberra. This is how they win games at footy, even when they've been at their peak the last few years. This is how they win games at football. They're now sitting in ninth place. Dare I say, I think they will overtake the Dragons over the next few weeks. Could take, could overtake the Sharks as well, who are going to be missing a couple of troops moving forward, obviously, Sean Johnson and whatnot. So a big opportunity for the Canberra here to sneak into the eight. And I'll tell you what, if they get into the eight, they're not a team that I want to play. They really aren't. And I think there's a really good chance that we could see this sort of a matchup in round one of the finals. I think the worst the Parramatta Eels can finish is probably 6th maybe 5th, and I think probably the best place the Raiders can finish is probably 7th or 8th, realistically. Uh, So, I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if we see this week 1 of finals in a sudden death game. Canberra Raiders, they are not a team that I would want to deal with in finals footy. They've played plenty of it, and I just feel like they'll be able to find something extra once they get there. Supercoach wise in this game for the Canberra Raiders. Rapana, top scored 97. Hadawira Naira, 88. If you brought him in a few weeks ago, you're absolutely flying. Obviously needs attacking stats, but he just keeps on getting them. Joey Tappanay, 82. Hudson Young, 65. Sutton, 48. Emre Goula, 45. Joshie Hodgson, 44. Tommy Starling, 44. Both hookers scoring equally. Sebastian Chris, 43. Harley Smith Shields, 43. I thought he was unreal. We've been talking about this kid for a while. Very, very excited to see him back in first grade. Sammy Williams, 39. Jared Croker, 36. Maddie Frawley, 23. Tomoko, 14. And of course, Josh Papali with an injury, Thirteen For the Parramatta Eels, Isaiah Papali'i, 79, Ryan Madison, 72, Junior Paulo, 60, Nathan Brown, 60. Brownie, unfortunately, knocked on a try that he could have scored there, which would have elevated him to about 90-odd points or so, and more than likely would have won the game for the Eels. So, very disappointing there for Brownie. Gutho, 56, Reed Marney 53, Campbell Gillard, 51, Fergo, 50. Set up a fantastic try for Dylan Brown. That was unreal. Micah Sivo, 48. Dylan Brown, 44. Sean Lane, 42. Jacob Arthur, 39. Wonga Blake, 39. Penasini, a guy that we've got really high hopes. So I really like the look of this kid. I thought he did really well in his debut. Strong runs. He's got a bit of X factor in him, Will Penasini. Keep an eye on him over the next few years. And keep an eye on him in Supercoach. I mean, I think that's 38 points. Pretty close to in base, essentially. So one for the future there to watch. Obviously, this game also had a controversial ending. Personally... I I, I don't mind the way this game ended, to be honest with you. I hear people say Jordan Rapana should be uh, in trouble for the tackle he made. I I don't know if you can, to be honest with you. I mean, I had a lot of people that messaged me and said, oh, it was a shoulder charge. I'm like, was it a shoulder charge? I mean, it looked like he had the intent to shoulder charge, but he didn't actually shoulder charge him. He sort of just got him with his hip. Um, A really tough one there. There was another try in this one. Dylan Brown scored. that was controversial. It was a Raiders try controversial. I'm not going to dive into um, referee decisions deciding games. You could argue this in this game. But I thought both teams had plenty of opportunities to win this game. I just mentioned Nathan Brown for the Parramatta Eagles. If he catches that ball, they score, they win that one. I think the Dylan Brown, the, the try that they that they scored in the corner, where Dylan Brown was potentially offside, controversial as well. So uh, these things happen in games of footy. You've just got to take advantage of the opportunities you get. I thought both teams had plenty, to be honest with you. Friday night, the early game, we saw the Sydney Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Jacob Saifidi scored first, and the Knights were on. They were on fire early, They looked really strong. I thought we might be coming up to a boil over here. I believe it was 8-0 in about the 30th minute. Tupanua crossed and from that point it was just all the Sydney Roosters. They went on to win that game 28-0 from the 30th minute onwards. Uh, James Tedesco I thought he was fantastic. I think we forget just how good this guy is sometimes. He is an incredible footballer Teddy. Tupanua I thought he was strong. Joey Manu was unreal as well. We're hearing reports of Joey Martin, who's being offered a million dollars a season to go to the New Zealand Warriors. Interested to see if he plays fullback there. We're hearing he might play a bit of 5'8", but you could play Reese Walsh at 5'8 there as well so interesting to watch how that plays out with Joey Manu over the next few days but the Roosters they just keep hanging in there I think Victor Radley's been incredibly important for this side the longer it's gone on I think he's been really impressive Uh, his connection with James Tedesco as well is going to be really dangerous and crucial moving forward for the Newcastle Knights more of the same no Mitchell Pearce and they really do struggle I thought KP was good without being great but they just need more from him realistically Uh, which you know it's a tough situation he's in I get it but I mean, they just need to get so much more out of this team at the moment. It's becoming a very disappointing season for the Newcastle Knights, in my opinion. Having a look at Supercoach scores here, Joey Manu top-scored this one. Sorry, no, James Sinesco top-scored this one. 146 points, Tupanua 125, Joey Manu 97, Victor Adley 86, Crichton 86, Daniel Tupu 80, Isaac Liu 58, Fletcher Baker 57. impressive knock from Fletcher Baker. Nat Butcher, 54. Drew Hutchinson, 54. Lockie Lamb, 45. Sammy Verrills, 43. Rhea Hargraves, 40. Sammy Walker, 38. Egan Butcher, 32. Billy Smith, 9. Terrible to see Billy Smith and Nick Avalu go down with injuries as well. The Roosters' depth is going to be seriously tested. I would expect Adam Kieran to come in and play in the, out in the centres or on the wing at some point over the next few weeks, potentially even this weekend. Uh, it's getting dire straits at the Roosters as far as injury goes. A huge test for them. Supercoach wise for the Newcastle Knights, top scorer Jacob Saifidi, with their only try of the evening, 87, a really good knock by him. Even if you take out that try, it's still like a 60 point game or something like that. So very impressive from Saifiti. Connor Watson, 73, he was alive and everywhere. Daniel Saifiti, 60, Tyson Frazelle, 54, Jaden Braley, 52, Barnett, 51, KP, 50, Kurt Mann, 36. Tawala, 32. Haimel Hunter 27. Dominic Young, 22. Uh, Jake Clifford, 19. All the people that were relevant in that game. The late game on Friday night saw the Melbourne Storm take on the North Queensland Cowboys. And credit to the North Queensland Cowboys. I gave them next to no hope in this game. And my God, didn't they put up a fight? A very impressive game from them. Considering Josh O'Dooghue scored in, I want to say the second minute, he scored very, very early. I thought, good God, here we go. Justin Olam scored about 15 minutes later and you just sort of got the feeling that the floodgates were going to really open. The Cowboys, though, they held their own. They scored in the last minute of the first half, which I think would shit Craig Bellamy beyond belief. The really good teams, they don't concede five they don't concede points in the five minutes leading up to halftime. I think that would have upset Belly a lot. What well under the Cowboys? Obviously missing Val Holmes. I thought they really hung in this game incredibly well. The Melbourne Storm missing a number of troops themselves, obviously. Uh, you've still got to bring. You know, you, you all know the routine. You've got to bring Harry Grant in. You've got to bring Cam Munster in. There's a heap of guys to come into this team, no doubt about it. But, you know, I, I just think this is how... Oh, I think they're in that point in their, in their season now where they're, they're just waiting for finals to come now. Yeah, they're just looking around. They're waiting for them to sell to kickstart, go to the next level to start in the finals. And I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks. I think it's going to be sensational. But in this game, well done to the Cowboys. They really put up a great fight. and Hopefully, uh, it can start to turn into more wins moving forward. As I said, I gave them next to no hope to win this game. Um, you know, so many changes. Jakey Granville was named at fullback. I, I've got to tell you, I sort of giggled to myself and thought, oh, Granville at fullback, please. Surely he's going to play 5-8. They'll move drink water back there. Granville played there and I'll tell you what, he was unreal. Egg all over my face. I thought he is going to go very, very average. He was sensational, Jake Granville. So congratulations to him. A very impressive performance at fullback against the best team in the competition as well. So these Cowboys, good God, they are hard to get a read on. I sort of thought during this game that this might be a really good loss for the Melbourne Storm. It's, I mean, they've now won, one, I think, 15 games in a row. They're going to take on the Panthers this weekend without Nathan Cleary, without a couple of other troops. I'm expecting them to win that game. They've then got the Manly Seagulls. I mean, if they win that game as well, going to beat the Melbourne Storm before we get to finals. Uh, and and for me, I don't know, I'm a big believer. I don't mind having a loss leading into finals, to be honest with you. We've seen a number of teams that have been very successful off the back of that. Uh, I think it would be good for Melbourne. I thought this would have been a good loss for them. But they got the job done here, as is the way that Melbourne Storm go about their footy. Supercoach-wise, top scorer, Josh Adokar, 95. Jerome Hughes, 94, having one hell of a season, Jerome Hughes. Christian Welsh, 85. The Cheese, 68. Olam, 67. Kenny Bromwich, 63. Nico Hines with a 60. 50, Remus Smith, 54. Nelson, 50. Tui Kamakamika, 45. Irema 45. Jesse Bromwich, 36. Aaron Penne, 30. And Ryan Pappenhausen with a 10. Good to see puppy return. He looked a little bit offbeat, but you would expect that from puppy in his first game back. Really interesting to see how this plays out over the next few weeks because... Nico Hines, he is playing lights-out footy. I think it is still Ryan Pappenhauser's jersey, but it will take a couple of weeks for him to get back to himself. Once Munster's back in this team as well, they'll be a different side. So a really interesting team to watch over the next few weeks, though. Cowboys, Supercoach-wise, Cohen Hess top-scored 69 Supercoach points. Kyle Felt, 67. Jake the Snake, Granville, 61 at fullback. Tommy Gilbert, 58. luggy, 55. Scott Drinkwater, 52. Kane Bradley, 50. On debut, well done to him. A sensational knock. I believe he scored two tries in that game. So a really good one try. Sorry, really good knock by Kane Bradley. Reese Robson, 41. Tao Malolo, 41. Came crashing down there again and geez, is it, has it ever been more evident how much of a better team they are when Tao Malolo is on the field? It feels like their intensity just drops as soon as he leaves the field. Shane Wright, 39. Uh, Tommy Dearden, 29. Francis Molo, 28. No one else overly relevant in that game for the North Queensland Cowboys as far as Supercoach goes. Super Saturday, kicked off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the New Zealand Warriors. A game that I was really, really excited about. Some of the just absolute superstars of our game going head-to-head in this one. South Sydney, 60 points they scored. Incredible. I think the longest they went without scoring points was 12 minutes. So very impressive from South Sydney. New Zealand Warriors, uh, obviously still missing a number of troops. I mean, they they got a gift in the first four minutes. Uh, Cody Walker went out the back to Latrell Mitchell, who wasn't there. Dallin picked it up, ran and scored. Poor old Dallin. It's round 19. He hasn't won a game this season yet. He moved from Canterbury. He's arrived to the Warriors. They haven't won a game since he arrived. Absolutely devastating for Dallin. And, oh, geez, Saturday afternoon would have been a tough pill to swallow. South Sydney's the first time they probably played a complete game, and I still feel like. They're nowhere near their potential, to be honest with you. I think they've got a lot more in the tank, a lot more to give. Saw Cody Walker sort of hobbling around in the back end of this game. So interesting to see if he backs up. Next week, had Adam Reynolds for a minor hamstring complaint. He also left this game early. Wouldn't look too far into those, though. I think both will be okay. Thomas Burgess scored a double in this game in the first 20 minutes. As I've been saying for the last few weeks, I think Tom Burgess is in career best form at the moment. He's been sensational. I thought for the first time all season, Damian Cook, he looked like the light wire that we know he can be around the ruck. He was extremely dangerous as well. Cody Walker just went about his business as did Latrell Mitchell. They are such a a high skill set sort of footy team. They are going to be a serious worry for a lot of teams once we get to the finals. Supercoach wise, in this one we'll kick off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. A lot of high scoring players here for Supercoach. Top score by, for me, the man of the match, Damian Cook. I was playing him in draft, and the other bloke had him as skipper as well, so that really stung. Defeated me for the weekend. Damian Cook, 148 supercoach points. If you've had him the last few weeks, I mean, he's been going like a busted. but, jeez, it would have been a huge pod to have him this week. Jaden Sewer 120. Cam Murray, 117. Latrell Mitchell, 108. Tom Burgess, 101. That is five players that went 100-plus and... Coleman Tangy got 99 so very impressive from South Sydney Joshie Mantle, 89, a fantastic return for the source. Good to see. Cody Walker, 84. Reynolds, 78. Gagai, 73. Announced the other day he signed with the Newcastle Knights, a massive signing for Newcastle. Paddy Mago, 47. Junior Paulo, 43. Jai Arrow, 38. Mark Nichols, 30. Jacob Host, 25. Tane Milne, 24. A tough pill to swallow for Tane Milne owners that chased those points a few weeks ago. Was on the bench, then got a start in the centres and, of course, only scored 24 points. Devastating for those that followed him. For the New Zealand Warriors, DWZ top score with a try, 69. Josh Curran, 67. Looks to be filling that void off. Tohu Harris, he's a guy to be looking at over the next few weeks for me. Cody Nicarima, 58. Bailey Sirinan, 53. Uh, Pompei, 44. Matty Lodge, 42. Coming back to earth after that huge game last week. played massive minutes. No real big shock there. Adam Fenua Blake, 37, with an injury. Looks to be missing a couple of weeks. Matty Lodge also suspended this week by the looks of it, so... That New Zealand Warriors middle that has struggled recently, my God, it's going to be a massive test for them over the next few weeks. Leeson Armour, 37. Montoya, 37. Jazz Tavega, 35. Reese Walsh, a disappointing 34 with a try. He just kept on kicking the ball out or kicking it dead. I think he lost about 25 points off his boot on the weekend, Reese Walsh, so very disappointing for him. You and can 27. Jack Murchie got injured for a nine, as did Eli Katoa. Jeez, I'll tell you what, Eli Katoa, I'm a big fan of him, but God, he knows his way around an injury, doesn't he? It's like watching Steve. Steve 2.0 2.0. Uh, Saturday, 5.30, we saw the Manly Seagulls and the West Tigers go head-to-head. And I've got to tell you, the West Tigers, I thought they were pretty good in this game. They managed to hold in there. Uh, there was a few times where I thought, okay, the floodgates are going to open now for the Manly Seagulls. They were on fire. Morgan Harper, he was electric in this game. Tom Travojevic was unreal. So was Josh Schuster. So was DCA. All of their stars were absolutely killing it. The West Tigers, to their credit, they sort of held in there. It was a game that I just kept thinking, okay, now they're going to score 60. Now they're going to score 60. Granted, they got to 44, but I mean, they only beat them by 20 points, which is a lot. And 20 points last year is probably more than what it was this year, realistically. But I thought the Tigers put up a great fight. I think their best player at the moment by a country mile is Jacob Little I've been so impressed with what he's been doing the last few weeks he's been unreal Adam he not far behind him as well he's been playing some sensational footy this Manly team though geez they are looking dangerous uh, we got the news today that Nace Finu his, uh, his court date has been pushed back potentially 12 months again so devastating news for him and I'll tell you what if the Manly Seagulls could get him into this team right now I think Lachlan Croker is doing a good job but if you can get a guy like Finu in fuck I'll tell you what I'm not sure if they don't jump the Penrith Panthers as far as teams that can challenge the Melbourne Storm. They are looking like a dangerous side at the moment, Manly. And it all comes down to the young guys and probably the guys that are getting underpaid. They're performing so far above their pay packet. It's not even funny. You're talking Josh Schuster, You're talking, you know, Morgan Harper's, your, uh, your Hank Scorpio's. They have just been unbelievable this year. The two wingers, exactly the same as well. Two guys that wouldn't be on huge money. They're paying, playing massive overs there, realistically, God, I think the Manly Seagulls, they are becoming more and more of a worry. I actually think they are the team that the Melbourne Storm would be most worried about, to be honest with you. But look at how the Melbourne Storm have dealt with it over the years, and we'll talk about this later. I mean, 2009, Hainsey was on fire. They they took on him in the grand final. That They, they min- minimalized everything that he was doing. 2012, they took on Barber in the grand final. He, he had a better game than Hainsey in the grand final, but they still took him out of the contest. 2017. Tamalolo and Michael Morgan, the two best players in the comp at that point, they took them out of the contest as well and really gave it to them so I have no doubt that Craig Belling will have a plan to stop Tom Trevojevic but I just think he is harder to stop than probably anyone we've seen before, anyone they faced before. So it's going to be a very interesting couple of months. They play each other in a few weeks too. So very excited to see that one. For the Manly Seagulls, top scorer was DCE. What a game from him. 172 Supercoach points. An unreal performance from DCE. Morgan Harper, three meaties for 141. Tom Travojevic, 95. Josh Schuster, 64. Dylan Walker, 55. Marty Power, 54. Jake Travojevic, 50. Uh, Alakatoa, 49. Brad Parker, 48. Ruben Garrick, 41. Kieran Foran. 40. Another disappointing Jason Saab performance, 28 points. Paseka 27. A in his return, I thought he was really good, Josh A. He's going to be a really good point of difference for their forward pack moving forward. You still got Curtis Sirnan to come into this team as well. A 25. Simply 13. Sean Kepi at two. Only played a couple of minutes there. For the Tigers, top scorer was my man of the match. For the Tigers, Jacob Little, 86 points. Luke Brooks, 83. Dwayhe, he was sensational as well, 80 points. Kenny Mamalo, 76 for two tries. David Nofaluma, sixty-eight without a try. Dane Laurie, forty-eight. Big Stefano, I've been so impressed with him the last few weeks. He's really coming of age here. Forty-eight Super Coach points there. Luciano Lelua, forty-seven. Tui Simpkins, forty-three. James Tarmel, forty-two. Offer Gowie, thirty-seven. McKayle, thirty-one, and by twenty. Tommy Talau, twelve. Luke Garner with a big injury there, eleven. That'll be a costly one for them moving forward. A really talented player, Luke. Ghana. Okay, the late game on Saturday night saw the Penrith Panthers go head to head with the Brisbane Broncos once again. An underperforming team in the Brisbane Broncos. Fuck, they put up a good fight. Scored a lot of points in the back end, to be fair. I think it was 18-0, and then the Broncos started to find some form. I'll tell you what, I don't understand the way that the Broncos play. They have got an absolute Ferrari. One of the best players in the competition at right center. And I don't understand why he's not getting more ball. He gets limited opportunities. When he did, he put Isarco through holes. He really created havoc. The amount of times they jump off to their right edge back row and then swing back to the left... Honestly, it blows me away. I can't believe not sitting in video sessions every week and all of their good ball comes off the back of Katoni Stagg's runs and they always dump off to that back rower and then they don't even go down that short side. They dump off to their back row and set up back to the left. It just seems crazy to me. If you are going to play like that, Give Katoni Stags a license to roam. Let him go and play footy. You're doing other teams the biggest favour in the world. For me, that's what I'm seeing at the moment. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I've got him in Super Coach, but I can't believe the lack of ball that Katoni Stags gets. It blows me away. I haven't. I'm just opening up the numbers now of how many touches he had and whatever it is. I think it needs to be more. I just he had nine runs on the weekend. How does he only get the ball nine times? Herbie Farnsworth got it 20 times. You need to be getting Stags more ball. I mean, it's ju- it's wasted at the moment for me. It's ridiculous. I think he needs to be getting a lot more ball and a lot more ball in good space too. Uh, that just be my, That's my little pet hate of the way the Broncos are going about things at the moment. For the Penrith Panthers, considering missing troops, Jerome Lewis' first game back and whatnot, a little bit scratchy, but I think most teams missing their very best player are a little bit scratchy. They have been the last few weeks. Jerome Lewis' first game in a while, as I said. Matty Burton moving back to the centers. Dylan Edwards coming back. Obviously, the hooker not being there. Abby Curacao out for a couple of weeks. So Isaiah Yo, they lost him in the 10th minute as well. That's probably the biggest factor. So to play without Isaiah Yo and still win, a good knock. Yes, it was against the Broncos, but... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. The reality is there's no easy easy games anymore in this competition. We, we act like they're shit teams and they're, they're never capable of playing good footy. The Broncos did the other night. They defended well on the Panthers. I think it's a good sign that a team can play Paul in, still find a way to win, yeah, and they had to defend with some desperation at the back end. I thought Jerome Luai come up with a couple of kicks and a couple of moments that very unlike Jerome Luai, very unlike the Penrith Panthers, uh, but they will get Nathan Cleary back for when it matters and they will be back to the team they were. It is getting a little bit shaky for them at the moment though, so very interesting moving forward. A guy that I've spoken about a little bit this year, I don't, I don't understand why he has so many limited opportunities for the, for the Brisbane Broncos, is Ethan Bulamore. He has got Matt Gillette written on his forehead for me. Just see the try scored on the weekend? Leg speed is so valuable in our modern game, and I think he is going to be a really top-shelf player. It it makes me wonder if there's an attitude problem or if there's a personality clash or something, because I don't understand why this kid isn't getting more time for the Brisbane Broncos. He looks like a real talent to me. Supercoach-wise, for the Penrith Panthers, top scorer was Brian Toto, 87. Stephen Crichton, 83. Viliami Kikau, 73. James Fisher-Harris, 72. His last game for a couple of weeks as well. Dylan Edwards, 69. Liam Martin, 57. Scotty Sorensen, 55. Moses Leoto, 51. Kirk Capewell, 38. Mitch Kenny, replacing Appy, 47. Charlie Stones, 41. Tyrone May, 35. Jerome Luai, disappointing, 33. Matty Burton, and even more, disappointing, 26. Spencer Smentilino, 24, and Isaiah Yo, of course, with his injury, came up with 10, and Brent Aiden with a 9. For the Broncos, Supercoach-wise, Payne Haas, top-scored there, 106. He is having one hell of a season at the moment, Payne Haas. It is unbelievable what he's doing. Jordan Rickey, 64. Kobe Hetherington, 61. Tommy Flegler, 56. Bullimore, 53, with a try. Brody Croft, 50. How on earth did Brody's Croft score a 50? Far out. I'll tell you, I've been saying it for the last few weeks, and I don't understand how he keeps on getting picked in this team. I think they need to make a change. I think if Albert Kelly is available this week, I think you've got to bring him in. With all due respect to Brody Croft, I think what I'm seeing at the moment from him, it just isn't cutting it from me. Reese Kennedy, 47. Jermaine Osako got a 49 as well with very minimal ball. Alex Glenn, 43. Tony Staggs, 43. Herbie Farmworth, 43. Jake Turpin, 42. Tessie New, forty-one. Tyson Gamble, 32, Pagliosea 31, Corey Oates 31, and Corey Pakes off the bench. Six points there. Then we move to the Sunday afternoon games for this week. The first game we saw the Gold Coast Titans taking on the Dragons. Uh, No real shocks here for me. Probably the biggest shock, Jared Wallace scoring two meaties. Story of the day was David Fafita, though. He came off the bench, and this is something that I've been critical of for quite a while now, as you guys know, that he seems to stand up on flat tracks. He needs to be doing this all the time. If you go and watch the last minute of that game, there's a run that he takes on the last play of the game when the game is done and he screams for the ball down the edge and he just darts straight at the gap between the A defender and the markers and it caused absolute havoc. It sucked everyone in. and He created an offload off the back of it. That's the sort of intensity I want from David Fafita. For 80 minutes Not in the last minute When the game's done And he's had a good game And he's been on top I need him to be doing that Every single game I really hope that he sort of takes a bit of offence to get putting back on the bench. And look, for a guy that's his caliber, I've always said this year that when you get put on the bench, it's not always a negative. I think for a guy of his caliber playing in club football against the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I think he should take a little bit of offense to that. And hopefully we see David Fafita come out and play the footy that we know he can play. He is so gifted. He is so talented. It is just, it, it kills me to watch him be a passenger in some of these games. And I know the Supercoach score is unreal. The highlights are great, and we all want to praise him 24-7. But he needs to be doing this every week. It's not once a month. It's not once every three weeks. It's not whenever they play the bottom six teams. They ne- he needs to stand up and do this all the time. Yeah, it's not whenever he's just got a Cody Ramsey in front of him that he can run over the top of. He can run over the top of anyone in this competition when he wants to. He just needs to get himself in the right frame of mind. The Titans will be so much better off if they can get this David Fafita or 70% of this David Fafita week in, week out for them. I think it's going to be, it's going to be the deciding factor in the Gold Coast Titans over the next few years. They need to find a way to unlock this guy. I know he's young. I understand that. But if they're going to invest this much money into him, they need to be getting the best out of him week in, week out, and against the top sides for me. For the Dragons, uh, a little bit disappointing, to be honest with you. Um, you know, there, it was always going to be going to this bubble was going to affect teams one way or the other. Dragons, it looks to be a negative. I thought it was going to be a positive, getting out of Sydney, getting away from the media. They obviously enjoy each other's company, uh, but it's probably hard to get a read on the Dragons at the moment because we haven't seen them with their full side since they've been in the bubble. So once they get their full team, it'll be interesting to see how the Dragons go. They're still in the top eight at the moment. I think they're eighth. So they are hanging on by a thread at the moment, the St. George of Dragons. So an interesting few weeks for them coming up with more and more of their stars returning to this team. Uh, let's have a look at the Supercoach scores in this one. We'll start with the Gold Coast Titans. David Fafita headlined this one, 134. I think he also had a try just loud as well. So that could have been 160, 170. Toby Sexton, what a debut. Sensational to see the kid doing great things. 83 Supercoach points there scored the last try for the Titans. A kid that I talked about last week. I'm really excited about the future on the, of this kid. Uh, he's, he's still very raw. He's still very young. But I just think he's got so much potential. He could be anything. Hopefully the Titans are able to get the best out of him because they don't have a track a great track record with young halfbacks, realistically. Jared Wallace, two meaties for 77. Wasn't he happy? The big fella. Jermaine Joliffe 71. A really impressive performance from him. AJ Brimson, 69. Greg Marshew, a guy that I brought into my Supercoach team, scored a try and got 68 points. If they keep on putting David Fafita out on that edge, I really like this play of Greg Marshew and Supercoach, but interesting to see. If Fafita was only there to try and target Cody Ramsey because he did a fantastic job of it. Interesting to see how they use him next week. Mitch Raine, 51. Big Tino, 51. Corey Thompson, 48. Paddy Herbert, 47. Mo Fodawake, 46. Kevin Proctor, 37. Beau Fillmore, 34. Brian Kelly, a disappointing 20s, also picked up an injury there, so I'm expecting to see him out this week. You'll probably see Isan Masters come into this side. Sam Lassone, 19. And Ash Taylor with three points there for the St. George of, the of Dragons. Top scorer, Matt Fiega, he was unreal. I think he had four line breaks. He was everywhere. Tackle breaks, left, right, and center, 89 supercoach points. He didn't score a try. Incredibly impressive from a winger in a losing side that didn't score a try and got beat by 22 points. Absolutely amazing. Ben Hunt, 67. Jordan Pierre 61. Good to see Jordan Pierre back in first grade. I think he's too good not to be in first grade. Matt Dufty, 60. Jack DeBellum, 55. Put in a brilliant try for Ben Hunt. A great ball there. Josh McGuire, 52. Jack Bird, 51. Cody Ramsey, 48. Blake Laurie, 46. Andrew McCulloch, 42. Tariq Sims, 39. Mayano with a 38, Bud Sullivan 38, Jermaine Tanua Brown, who looks more than likely to return to the New Zealand Warriors this week after a couple of suspensions and injuries there, 25. Josh Kerr, 23, and Clume with a 13. That rounds up that game. In the last game of the week, the Canterbury Bulldogs versus the Cronulla Sharks. Biggest news coming out of this one, Sean Johnson, a hamstring injury. Devastating for the Cronulla Sharks. As I mentioned this morning, though, in my podcast, uh, having a look at the future of the Sharks and their positions moving forward for next year, a really good opportunity for Craig Fitzgibbon and Josh Hannay to be able to see who's going to step up. Is it going to be a Connor Tracy? Is it going to be a Trindle? Is Metcalf available at the moment for him to come in? A lot of options there for the Sharks, and I think it's going to be an important few weeks laying a platform for next year. Of course, this team, they still want to make the top eight this year, though, so a bit of pressure on them. Scored 44 points in this one, conceded 24, though. I thought the Canterbury Bulldogs in the in the second half were really good. They put up a good fight in a game that I thought, you know what, they're probably going to get blown away here. They did put up a good fight, uh, led by Luke Thompson. I honestly think if this guy was in just about any other footy team uh, in this competition, we would just think he's an absolute star. He has been sensational so far this year. Scored a good try and then laid another one on for Jake Avarillo. They weren't able to keep the pressure on after that unfortunately. Uh, Cronulla Sharks one of the really difficult teams to read in this competition. I'm not sure where the Sharkies are at, where they're going to be at the end of the season. If they make the eight, are they going to just hang around for one week? Are they able to push some of these sides? I really don't know. They're a hard team to read. They need their full team on the field, if they are, to have a crack in this competition. Another two sides that are really interesting over the next few weeks, and credit to the Canterbury Bulldogs, I mean, they've lost three in a row over the last three weeks, but fuck, they have played well and God they've played some good opposition in the Roosters the Rabbitohs, the Sharks, all pretty handy teams and they really have competed with all of them and put up a really good fight so hopefully Trent Barrett, we're starting to get some traction, you've obviously got the effect of Phil Gould saying hey, if you want to be part of this team you need to show us over the next few weeks in Canterbury they are starting to perform Uh, this is a game that really could have got away from them I think that they were down 12-0 after about 15 minutes, both of the wingers had scored in Canterbury, they showed some good fight there I'm expecting them to win a couple of games over the next few weeks, so for your Supercoach sides, guys like Jake Avarillo, uh, guys like um, who else is in this side? Obviously, Luke Thompson, he's one to keep an eye on. Josh Jackson scoring good points. Adam Elliott comes back in this week. That could be anything. Even a Lachlan Lewis, if he keeps holding on to this jersey there and you're desperate in a draft comp for a half or five eight, have a look at Lachlan Lewis. It could be a, a decent little punt. Um, Ockham Ball is another one that you could keep an eye on there as well. Luke Thompson, it looks like he is going to miss two to three weeks, which is devastating news for a lot of classic players. And if you've got him in draft that one's going to really sting so uh, I don't have too many trades yet so trades left so I think I'll be holding on to Luke Thompson and seeing where it lands us let's have a look at the SuperCoach scores in this one the last game of the week for the Cronulla Sharks top scorer Sivitalakai. Now, I've been really high on him all season. Um, I actually dropped him out of my draft team this week, and of course he scored a try. Top score with 88. So, devastating for me. Off the back of also Tyg Wilton being ruled out in this game, so a double whammy to me. Uh, Could be a bit of a devastating moment in my Supercoach draft season. Connor Tracy, 81. Toby Rudolph, another impressive performance, and a fantastic try celebration by one of the best characters in the game. 80 points. Braden Trindle, 75. Will Kennedy, 62. Blake Braley, 61. Jack Williams, 61. Sean Johnson, 61, with an injury there. So a good knock by Sean Johnson. He was on his way to a big score. Mulatalo, 55. Jesse Ramey, 49. Woodsy, 44. Hamlin ULA, 44. Andrew Fafita, 25. Royce Hunt off the bench, 14. Welcome back to Royce Hunt. Good to see him back in first grade. And Harotti with a 9 as well. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, top scorer, Luke Thompson, 116. Unreal performance, including a sin bin as well. So keep in mind... I mean, they copped a sin bin in this game, which was massive. So I do really, really feel sorry uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs. They've been incredibly unlucky. That's potentially two games you could argue in the last two weeks that a sin binning has really cost them. Two unnecessary ones as well, obviously. Uh, Nick Meany, 71. Jake Abrillo, 66. Josh Jackson, 63. Dylan Napa, 55. Corey Waddell, 44. Lachlan Lewis, 41. Aaron Scoop, 38. Jeremy Marshall King, 37. Will Hopperwade, 33. Jack Heathering. 23, Siamana Fanai 23, Joey Stimson 23, Corey Allen, Jesus, some fair of 23s there, Ockhamball 14 and Renouf Atoni with an 11 that rounds up guys, Out. that rounds out our entire round 19 review, thanks for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast uh, it is of course retro round this week in the NRL so we're going to have a lot of retro round content which I cannot wait to bring you over the next few days, thanks for tuning in once again guys, talk to you soon